This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, February 9th. This is episode 401. My name is Dan Ellis. And I'm happy to say I've got two awesome co-hosts with me this evening. Uh, that would be... What? Where the fuck are they? <laughs> would be Mr. Ryan Duffy, who you just heard from. Oh. Oh, okay. And Mr. Taylor Grin. Uh, ciao. Hi. How are you guys doing? What's new? What's shaking? What has happened in your world over the last week? Uh, let's start with you, Mr. Grin. Um... So uh, the Hogwarts Legacy game came out, and you probably heard from a couple episodes ago um, my thoughts on that. Our Patreon uh, patrons have anyway. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So what <laughs> um, what I might do, Dan, is um, I read a fantastic um, article written by um, a woman who was really involved in like the the LGBTQ fan fiction kind of scene for Harry Potter and like the, the aughts mm -hmm. and she wrote a pretty good article on like how impactful that world was for people like me, people like her who were bi or otherwise non, you know, non straight during that time period. Um, mm -hmm. So while I know that not everyone feels this way for me, like that game represents so much more than what JK Rowling has said in the last five years. Um, and specifically, I have been looking for a game where you are a wizard, like where the first and foremost thought is that you are a person who does magic as opposed to every other game I've ever played where magic felt like a system that was just kind of stapled on at the very end of everything. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, we need to have magic. And so, you know, they modify whatever combat system or gun system that they have to throw on like a firebolt. that's really just a bullet, you know, with a different. Uh, uh, image to it, right? Um, this is quite possibly one of the best games I've ever played. Um, I am not being like I'm not exaggerating when I say I've I've waited 20 years for this game to come out, and like not just because it's a Harry Potter game, but like the things that you do in this game are the kind of thing that I have always wanted a video game to have. Um, pretty much all I've done in the last 48 hours is go to work. <laughs> fulfill biological needs and play that game. <laughs> and I do not expect that to change anytime soon. Well, cool. Um, Sounds like it's fun. So yeah. Oh dude, it's so good. The spell combat is varied and like you have to think about it. Um, you're rewarded for creative thinking. Like it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. So, I saw, yeah. I saw a post from somebody else earlier today um, saying that they had just gotten it and they're like, they were not at all a Harry Potter fan. They don't give a shit about Harry Potter or J.K. Rowling or anything. They just bought the game because they're mm -hmm. a gamer and they're loving it. They, they said it's an awesome, awesome yeah. game. Yeah. It's one of those games where, like, it's a good game if you're just buying it to play a game. And the more that you enjoyed the world building for that whole Harry Potter universe, the more that you'll get out of that game. Um, yeah. It's, it's super cool. It's a lot of fun. Well, cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. You'll have to yeah. uh, send me the link to that, and I'll include it in the show notes uh, for the Yeah, episode. absolutely. Um, I'll probably do that while Ryan's talking, so I don't forget. <laughs> well, what's new with you, Mr. Duffy? Well, I uh, not much has been going on with me, but I just wanted to make a comment about the balloon in the room. Okay. <laughs> um, once again, I, I've, I've realized that Republicans... I know they're anti-science, but they really don't know science very well. Yeah. They're anti-something um, they don't understand, really. Yeah, when especially when I think they don't understand gravity. <laughs> was, when they're all posting pictures of themselves in their backyards with their AK-47s and their M-16s and their AR-15s and their, and their Glocks, pointing them in the sky saying, if you don't shoot it out of the sky, I will. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I understand it was a joke. Not a joke, but them kind of like, you know, doing their political thing. 
But they also got to realize that their constituents aren't very bright. To the point where the government had to put out a memo saying, please do not try to shoot this out of the air. Like your bullets won't reach and they're going to fall back to the ground. So don't go outside and start shooting guns. At a balloon in the sky, you dumb fucks. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think that got spurred on by the dumb Republicans posting all their pictures of them pointing guns in the sky, saying they're going to shoot this balloon down. I always, whenever them- whenever I see the latest, you know, right-wing freakout about anything, I just picture a bunch of people clad in in some kind of animal skin in a cave, like throwing rocks at shadows at the cave while just, oh, 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 oh. that's all yeah. they're doing. They don't know what the fuck is going on. They're just like, oh, oh, oh this is a new thing. I'm, I'm throw rock at it. I'm mad. Like the beginning of 2001, a space odyssey. Yeah. With yeah. them smashing with the, they never managed to escape bones. Plato's cave. They're all just in there no. humping cousins and shit. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I, I just, I just thought them, you know, saying they're going to go in their backyard and shoot it down, which then spurred the government having to tell citizens not to do that. <laughs> Your bullets cannot travel 50 to 80,000 feet into the air. They'll, and, uh, they'll travel a small portion of that and then fall back down and possibly hurt someone on the ground. You stupid, yeah. stupid, stupid assholes. Of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been really surprising to me and I'm only going to say so much here, but it's been really surprising to me to see how much like misinformation and disinformation has come out about this thing, like that the right wing has just been pushing. Oh, yeah. Um, and the left wing, too. Like, like tankies have been, oh, well, it's, it's just a Chinese weather balloon. Like, mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> no. Okay. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> and so I guess, like, and then. Hey, we have a particular listener. I'm not going to call you out um, because I don't want to be rude, but By name, I saw anyway. <laughs> some things on your face wall. Right. Um, it, well, I, I, I know it's one of our fans. Um, I saw it on your wall that you were having a discussion with some of your friends and most of those friends were wrong and you should seek better sources of information. <laughs> um, <laughs> You'll have to tell me who you're talking about <laughs> later. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But the other thing I think is funny is that, you know, these Republicans are making fun of this thing in the sky on uh probably sometimes on TikTok. Yeah. Mm. You're worried about China <laughs> China spying on you while using apps that we kind of know China uses to uh spy on us with. <laughs> hmm Yes, that is a thing that you said. Yes. <laughs> I mean <laughs> We all know about it, especially after the report came out where China was revealed to have been spying on American journalists that weren't even really using the app, but uh, had downloaded it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I've seen, I've convinced friends at work by showing them that article like, hey, look, this is why you shouldn't have TikTok on your phone. You should delete it right now. <laughs> Yeah, I I worked in network security at the DOD long enough that I have not installed TikTok on my phone and have no plans to do so. No. I I would be aghast if I were to run a packet sniffer on TikTok. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, the vast majority of people who have it, uh, it's probably not an issue at all. But for... uh, some people, uh, uh, not insignificant number of people who have government jobs or previously worked in the government, uh, are specifically targeted by government entities of not the U S variety for, for, uh, espionage and surveillance and, uh, yeah, it's not just paranoia people. These are, these are real things. Yeah. That's where I'm like, I know I don't have a high-profile government job, but I work in a place that does some high-profile stuff. Uh huh. So I'm like, I want to put it above them to have like, oh, geolocating. Where's this phone that's got TikTok on it? Oh, they're in this place. Let's listen into what's going on around oh, this yeah. person. Well, and, and then they just hear bad dick jokes. And big data is a thing. I mean, if you can, if you have just a ton of tiny little sources of information, but in the aggregate, mm-hmm. it all adds up to something. So, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, people need to be a lot more careful than they are. But I don't know. That's a, that's a battle I've walked away from a while ago because there's just no stopping people from doing whatever the fuck they're going to do online because a lot of people just don't care if their privacy is compromised. Yeah. And I guess that's up to up to them. Uh, I'm I'm not. I'm not tinfoil hat wearing like I will only use a VPN and uh, certain locked down browsers and stuff like that. But I, I do exercise a lot more caution than I think most people do. But well, I put fake information in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think according to Facebook, I was born in 1929. I went to college in like Massachusetts. Uh, the only thing that's actually like legit is that my name is Ryan Duffy and I live in Utah. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, you can be anybody on Facebook uh, or any social media service at all, really. There there are some very comedic trolls that I've seen mm -hmm. do things as just posing as whoever they want. Different. Posing as companies online. And, I love that guy. <laughs> and doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Um, I've just been super busy with work. Um, I told you, I told you guys, uh, before we started recording that I'm working 10 to 14 hour days every day and have been for a very long time now and I'm getting burned out again and am having a hard time keeping up with all of the things and stuff. It's not a non-anxiety inducing thing to sit at work and as you are looking at your number of unread messages in your inbox and you're going through and trying to answer and respond and file away and work on all of the different items that you've got in your inbox and seeing that number still just tick up and up and up and up as you're mm. actively working in your in email <laughs> inbox is fucking frustrating, man. And then on top of I feel of, like you need to just take everything like a month old and delete it because if it was that important, they'll email you again. Oh yeah, that's that's or, what I've started yeah. doing for a lot of different things. Just you know, and if I see something in a more recent sense and somebody says, Hey, do you know more about this? I'll say, No, I have, you know, oodles and oodles of unread email, but I'll work on this right now. If you've sent me something else, please send me another message because I can't keep up. Like I'm working through backlog if it's really important send me another message and send me a message on Teams letting me know when the message was sent and what it's about just so that I can filter out a bunch of nonsense that I don't need to care about and take care of like the most pressing issues of the day because that's about all I can keep up with these days. But uh, there's a lot that's happened in the news. We'll talk about some of those things when we get back from this little break. This is Danielle Moscato, civil rights activist, trans woman, extraordinaire, and public speaker. You are listening to Godless Revolution, and I hope you enjoy the show. Excuse me. Are you all supposed to be holding a painting for me? It's, it's for my anniversary. Uh, in case you had noticed, this isn't the Smithsonian. What you see is what we got. Wanda said that she would hold it for me. It's the one with the cactus. I sold that one five minutes ago. <laughs> you sold it? To who? Mormon family just passing through. You don't happen to know which way they went, do you? I don't know. I'll be on their way back to Utah to do whatever the fuck they do in Utah. Okay. <laughs> White folks, am I right? Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we said, or I said, just prior to signing off from the opening segment, that there were a lot of news stories and we would get to some of those on the other side of this little break, as I usually do. And I forgot that I wanted to rant a little bit. Uh, so... We had our okay. Let me backtrack a little bit. Sorry, I'm <laughs> fucking this all up from the from the jump, man. We're not even a minute into the second we segment. We practiced this, Dan. We went over it in rehearsals. We're we did pros. it in front of a mirror. I know. I should I should be better at this. Uh, but at work, we have a weekly uh, internal meeting for people in my little work team and it's an opportunity for that would that we have to spend 
an hour together where we do talk about businessy stuff, but it's also a little bit of a kind of get to know you kind of thing, kind of goof around, bullshit a little bit, see, you know, just kind of check in on everybody um, for one hour a week out of, out of our hectic days. Um, my boss usually at the end of every meeting will give us one or two questions to think about and then provide an answer for our next meeting. She's got a book that she pulls these questions from and they're just kind of icebreaker questions, you know, like, uh, what, what you like shit, like what's your favorite color? Do you prefer dogs or cats? Uh If you had a dream car, what would it be? All, you know, all that kind of shit. And, so she'll usually use those questions What's the every biggest night. mammal you think you can beat in a fight? <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Just like conversation starters. And um, so usually she'll use some of those questions. Every now and then she'll ask if any of us have a good question or if there's a question that any of us have that we want to ask the broader audience to use for the following week. And so last week she threw it out to the group uh, to ask the question. And my, one of my coworkers that I ranted about a little bit recently, uh, who had a family member die and there's been this whole hullabaloo thing since then. They delayed the grieving process because they were holding out hope for a miracle from some non-existent being. They all say (laughs) they believe in all that kind of fucking religious nonsense. Um, she said that the question she wanted to use for this week's meeting that we had yesterday was because Valentine's Day is coming up, what gift will we be giving our significant other if you have one? And secondarily, what gift would you like to receive or are expecting to receive? That was a terrible mm. fucking work question. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> like yeah, it's, that, it's like on so many different directions. That's an <laughs> awful question. So we have our meeting yesterday, right? <laughs> and the meeting starts, and we usually open the meeting with you know while everybody is joining the meeting online, we use Teams, and so while we're waiting for everybody to join the meeting, it's usually you know oh hi so and so, good to see you, hi so and so, how you doing, what's going on? We're gonna start the meeting here in a couple minutes, but while we're waiting, blah blah blah, and. Usually it's also a meeting where everybody is on camera and I haven't been on camera for several weeks of meetings now because I've been having these chemotherapy stuff like Deadpool on my head. Yeah. I look like, I look like Wade Wilson. So I haven't, (laughs) I figured I would spare everybody at work that graphic, right? Every day in every meeting that I'm in all goddamn day. Uh, so I haven't been on camera for any of our meetings and thankfully nobody had asked me about it until yesterday <laughs> during, during the meeting. So we're, you know, everybody's just filtering into the meeting. We're kind of milling about and my boss says, Oh, Dan, why, why are you not on camera? Are you, did you just forget to comb your beard lately or did you forget to comb your beard oh. today or something? Like, and I no, said, it's fucking oh chemo. <laughs> well, that, that's why I said, you know, actually, no. Uh, I've been, you know, I've, I've been having to apply, uh, some ointment on my head. It's a chemotherapy ointment to help with some, uh, skin cancer issues that I've had. And so my head looks pretty gross right now. And I figured I would just spare everybody. And she's like, oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Just like tried to just like, oh God, I didn't mean to have to out you for medical issues or whatever. Um, So, so we get past that and we're all talking and we get into the question, uh, the question and answer period where we're going through and my boss is, you know, going around the table basically and saying, okay, what's your answer to the questions this week? And everybody's giving their answers. Uh, She comes to me and I said, well. Let's see. The the questions were, what gift do I plan to give my significant other and what gift do I expect to receive or want to receive from my significant other? I said, well, my answers are probably not safe for work. (laughs) Like oral and oral. 
<laughs> and and everybody kind of had a chuckle. And they're like, okay, well, what do you have a work friendly version? And I said, okay, well, not really, because my significant other Tracy, uh, her birthday is the twelfth of February, and so she's always kind of hated Valentine's Day a little bit because it makes celebrating her birthday very difficult. But at the same time, she's a little weird about it because she doesn't like, you know, necessarily celebrating her birthday anyway because she doesn't like to be the center of attention. She hates. Hey, that's me. Yeah, she hates having the spotlight shined on her for anything. So I said, typically what we'll do is, you know, we just get together and we'll make dinner together and then, you know, have a nice dinner together and stay at home because we're celebrating both her birthday and Valentine's Day and, and Valentine's Day you know, it doesn't mean a whole lot to us because we don't feel like we need any special day to have to celebrate that because we celebrate being in each other's company every time we're together. Like, I just really enjoy spending time with her and vice versa. And uh, hopefully the vice versa is is is, is <laughs> accurate. I think it is. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, so I, I give my little spiel and everybody's like, oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, you know, it's nice to just, you know, hang out with your special person and blah, blah, blah. So everybody gives their answer and they get to, I think the last person to answer it because it was her question was my religious coworker. And most of my coworkers are religious, but this one always just kind of puts it a little bit over the top and talks about her husband being a pastor all the time. So she says, well, so my plan and it's something that we do, you know, it's just, it's something that we just kind of do every year now is that we just try to get away from everybody. We, we don't, we don't take our phones with us, or if we do, they're, they're turned off or on silent, and we just spend time in each other's company, and we try to go yep. somewhere where we're not going to see anybody that we know. And everybody oh, and we do butt stuff like we did when we were teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> we well, every, go for a good soaking, not in the pool. Everybody was just like, oh, okay, well... So what? Why? What do you? What do you mean? Like, where are you gonna go that you're not gonna see people? Especially on Valentine's Day because yeah, there's everybody out all over the place. And she's like, oh no, like we don't care if there's other people around. Just like people we don't know. We don't want people that we know around and to see Cause, us. Cause, like, because what are you doing? Like we don't. You know, we we don't. I I don't. I don't tell any of my kids where I'm going or my grandkids. Like none of our family know. We just go out. And she's like, because you know, so they go to a bar. She says because. I like to just, you know, I, I want to have it just be a casual thing and it's just me and my husband and we're out enjoying each other's company and I don't have to dress up. I don't have to act the part. I don't have to do or say anything a special way. Act the part. Like I, because, <laughs> because my husband is a pastor and I think we've got what, like nine or 10 different churches in our fellowship and, and association now that, you know, I just, I don't want to have to. You know, I, I don't want to see any church folk when I'm out with my husband on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm there with my husband, and I don't want anybody to be questioning, like, oh, well, why is she wearing that? Why is she saying this? Why are they eating that? Where are they going? And I'm like, and I'm like, so you don't like the fucking people <laughs> that your husband is bringing into his fucking church all the goddamn time, and you don't like to have to act part. She's like, everybody, you know, they all just refer to me as the first lady because I'm the first lady of, <laughs> of, of the church congregation and his pastorship, and, and you know, I just, sometimes it just wears on me a little bit, and I just need to get away from all the judgment. And I'm like, I'm just ah, sitting so in my chair is- screaming internally like, what the fuck are you doing? Jesus Christ, lady, this is your husband's fucking, that's, that's his existence now. He's the fucking pastor and you don't like the people that you're bringing into your church and telling them all how to act. You don't like the way they're acting and you need to get away from the church folk who you've told and indoctrinated and said what they should think and how they should believe and what they should do and interact in the world. And you don't fucking like them. God damn it. What the fuck are you doing? Listen, Dan. God is the only one that's allowed to be judgmental. Now we have a hierarchy here. Since God doesn't talk to normal folk, he's got to talk to the preacher. Uh huh. And that preacher, since he talks to God, he can be judgmental. <laughs> but anyone below him, it's not good for them to be judgmental, but they are. But they are. She's like, well, you know, so I she just. She's upset that they're judgmental towards her. Uh huh. And I just, you know, I, I do what I can to support my husband and, you know, he's the pastor and he's, you know, he's, he's the, he's the one who leads our family in righteousness and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh uh, my God, 
You're making me fucking ill, lady. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't like it. You don't like the people you associate, but you fucking do it every goddamn day. It's your husband's calling in life. He's been called by Jesus to be a fucking pastor. And you can't stand it to the point where at least one day per year, you go out of your way to avoid the people that you have to associate with every fucking day of your life because you can't stand them. You get tired of their fucking bullshit. I kind of, I can kind of see where, where that would be a nice thing every now and then, but, but also I, mean, I feel like that anyway, but it has nothing to do with church. Right. Right. I don't like, I don't have to act. Oh yeah. I don't have to act a certain, a certain way. Like way. I can just be myself whenever and wherever yep. the fuck I am, whenever I want. Like I don't have to play the part of the righteous, dutiful first lady of the pastor who leads my congregation. Like fuck all of that. Why are you doing that? You don't have to fucking See, do that. And this is probably why they hate gay and transgender people so much. Yeah. Like, how dare you be yourself? Yeah. Oh my God. You have the temerity to go around being all authentic and honest with people. Oh, Fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah. When we said you can be yourself, we meant like, be like us. Who are you to be an individual? You need to be like everybody else. Miserable. Deny yeah, who you how, are. That's that's kind of what I take from their argument with that stuff. Yeah. It just is <laughs> another one of those things where I was just like, fucking stop. Listen to what you're saying. Fucking record this shit and play it back to yourself later and try to pick apart what what the all the various problems about what you're saying. Like, Jesus Christ, lady, just sit and think about what you're saying to other people for a minute. <laughs> because it's so fucking disturbing and stupid. Just stop. My God. <laughs> I also would hate any of those meetings that it sounds like, no matter who's posing the question, because I'd probably give them an answer they would not like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's there. I mean, it's nice to get to know your coworkers a little bit more and that kind of stuff, but honestly, <laughs> you know, I'm or to not... know which ones we're not going to associate with outside of work. <laughs> we're right. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't have a job to get friends. Like I already have a ton of great friends who I love dearly that I would do anything for. And, and I hope they know that. And like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not being paid to be somebody's friend. I'm paid to do a fucking job. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Let me do my job, pay me, and let me go hang out with my actual friends because I don't I don't want to be friends with you people. You live in other states. I'm the only time I ever see you is at work for work functions, or if I'm in town, if I have to travel there, like we can be friendly, but I'm not your fucking friend. We're not gonna hang out. We're not gonna send Christmas cards to each other. We're not gonna worry or wonder about each other's private lives because I don't fucking care. I don't. Like find friends somewhere else. You, your husband's a fucking pastor. <laughs> you have at least nine. Uh, you, a whole you, list. You have enough churches under, under your husband's pastoral belt that you don't know if it's nine or 10 now. Like find <laughs> friends there. I don't want to be your fucking friend. Uh, Jesus Christ. Wait, Dan, I have, I just had a revelation. What? Is this our new damp? <laughs> Kind of. Oh no. Yeah. In <laughs> in some small ways. And but you know what's kind of funny though too is like she's she's at least somewhat aware of how annoying she is or can be because but not not aware to not do it. Oh well, she, like it's like she's aware, but she doesn't care enough about bothering people that she's just going to try to stop. <laughs> Like every time we get in a meeting it, where it's just her, where it's just the two of us, she's always like, I'm so sorry to have to take more of your time. I know that I'm probably getting on your last nerve. And it's like, and I'm thinking to myself, shit, has I, have I made it that apparent? Like, do I have to try to, do I have to try to be nicer to this person online? Because she's not wrong. She's getting on my last goddamn nerve all the fucking or, time. Or does she couch every conversation the same way with everyone else? <laughs> she might like it might just be her mo like she understands that her personality is a little She's bit grating pain, yeah. like and it's i don't know i feel a little bit bad because she is i think probably a genuinely just like nice person 
like just generally speaking, but she doesn't stop to think about the implications of what she believes and says and does like just blithely yeah, and she blindly. She those things. Yeah. She just blithely and blindly wanders through life doing her own fucking thing and has lived this life of Christian privilege and entitlement where she just, she's ensconced in this bubble especially probably because her her husband is a pastor of thinking that everywhere she goes everyone she sees and encounters is also a christian and will just automatically have the same belief and knowledge of what she's talking about and think that it's just fine and i like to just prick that bubble every now and then <laughs> like that's that's not that's not real life lady wake the fuck up <laughs> and yeah we we were on the phone uh, the week before last and we're talking about some of the hiring initiatives that are going on, and there are position numbers assigned to each employee so that there is accountability for uh, annual reviews, performance, uh, employee human resource decisions that are made. There's, there's a number attached to that person in that position for accountability in a database somewhere, right? And we're reading off these position numbers and we're we're in the series of numbers now that begins with 666 and i'm reading off this position number and i said okay so this you know this person's position number is 6660538 or whatever and she's like oh ooh i hope my position number doesn't start with that that freaked me out a little bit and i just just sailed on without acknowledging it all just like that's fucking stupid i'm thinking to myself that's fucking stupid i'm just going to ignore that you said something so asinine that I like, I think less of you as a person right now, but I'm just not going to address it with you because you're just reducing the amount of respect that I have for you with every word that comes out of that, with every word that drops out of your fucking face hole. Like, I just, you, you should, you should talk less and I would like you more. Yeah. People probably think that while listening to this episode. And I'm just ranting, so uh, let's move on to other stuff. Should we talk? Should we talk about uh, the State of the Union last night? Yes. Yeah, we absolutely yeah. should. This is Lucian Greaves with the Satanic Temple, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. I asked my dad why I have red hair, and he doesn't. He said God gave it to me. Mister Prickle says God doesn't exist. He doesn't? No, he's a construct. What's a construct? I know, but I told my mom that I get to skip my sister's Christmas. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! I, personal um, opinion, think Biden fucking killed it last night, man. That was one of the best State of the Union addresses that I've seen. Uh, I loved the fact that he was totally willing to engage with some of the detractors on yes. the right side of the house. That's his ad libbing moment was probably my favorite part of the whole thing. And you two probably know which part I'm talking about, but it's where they said, oh, so you're not going to sunset or get rid of Social Security and Medicare. So it's not an issue on the, on the right. <laughs> So I love that. Yeah, you're not going to put any bills. So we all agree right now. He was you're like going to keep Medicare and we're going to keep Social Security. Cool. But if you bring it forward, I'm fucking vetoing it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, wow. It was a masterclass in shooting down your opponent's arguments before they can even make them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. It was pretty great. I loved how he talked about that and like, hey, look. And, and like as soon as he said it, oh, you know, I know it's not, you know perhaps an official party platform and not everybody, not all of the Republicans believe this, but there are more than a few members of your party who have said that they want to, you know, do what they can to cut back or scale back Medicare or social security or get rid of it outright or put it up for a revote every five years. And there there's a bunch of howls and no, that's a lie. You lie. That's wrong. And he's like, mm -hmm. well, you can go and look it up. I've got the information. We can all yeah. go and look it up. Like you can go out, find the information yourselves and see that what I'm saying is absolutely true. And if you're saying now that you're not going to do these things, then that's great. It's not an issue. Fantastic. I, you know, you're all on record now. 
saying you're not going to do that, so it may not even be an issue. That's great. But if it is, I, I really will veto it. it. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed his, um, he had several really good elements of kind of attracting the like middle class base. Oh yeah. Um, he used like really specific numbers when talking about his, um, the stuff he wanted to pass about uh, things like hotel uh, costs yeah. and fees and that kind of thing. And he was listing like Which, specific numbers, you know, like, like approachable numbers for middle-class people, people, his stuff with um, um, insulin as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then when he now, was talking about the 15% tax on corporations, mm-hmm. um, there were some Republicans booing, which was a fantastic way for him to say like, Hey man, nurses pay more than that. Uh-huh. Like, he yeah. really was able oh, he also, to get He said to, teachers and yeah. firefighters. Cause I remember that specifically yeah. cause I'm a firefighter. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a firefighter and I pay about 23% in tax. So fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know one of the other parts I, I, I'm, I'm trying to follow both of you, but I got this part up here specifically right now. The fact checked on Biden on mm. my uh, side screen. One of the other points where they booed Biden was when he talked about Trump adding 25% to the deficit. And you got the liar. Boos oh, you liar. That's all. wrong. But he was telling the truth. Over the past 200 years, we have reached $31 trillion in debt. Eight trillion dollars of that came solely from Trump. Uh-huh. Yeah. Passing tax the cuts thing, for the rich. The tax cut was the largest yeah. contributor to the national debt was that tax cut that he mm-hmm. did. And yep. the what and, and uh that- I was to say he also did uh three trillion dollars worth of aid during the pandemic to corporations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and that so the New York Times Daily did an episode like a week or two back where they talked about like how much each administration contributed to the overall uh, national debt now. And it mm-hmm. comes out relatively equal. However, but uh, there's only like a few billions, uh, sorry, a few hundred billion in difference between Democrats and Republicans since uh, Clinton, who had a, a balanced budget. Um uh, but yeah, the Republican debt has mostly been incurred, like helping out the super rich versus, you know, democratic debt, which yeah. was racked up helping people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I know, so Biden did not outright, right, outright lie in anything he said during the pandemic, according to most of the fact checkers. Now there are a few numbers in there that, you know, mm-hmm you have to look at them for a different way than were contributed. Like the $1.7 trillion in deficit brought down. Now, yes, he did bring the deficit down by 1.7 trillion, but that's only because of the massive amount of fucking spending and the pandemic under Trump. Mm -hmm. So if it would have been a normal presidency to a normal presidency, it wouldn't have been that large. Well, yeah. So, but yeah. since Trump was such a fucking failure, mm-hmm. he has a big number. Yeah, Biden's exact wording was nearly twenty-five percent of the entire national debt, a debt that took two hundred years to accumulate, was added by just one administration alone, the last one. Yeah, and that and sent the Republican mm-hmm. side of the house into a tizzy, like, "Oh no, I did it, you liar!" <laughs> And it's technically not a lie. Uh, the only other number, and I'm going with what we can actually maybe possibly even hit Biden on with this because there's not much you could hit him on. So I'm playing that side of it right now. Uh, was the amount of manufacturing jobs from investment. Mm-hmm. Now, the number he gave is what the companies are saying they will do in the number of jobs they're saying they will go for at this point. The only thing that makes it, it's true, they are doing that. Now, there's what they say and what they do. If these companies actually invest that amount, and if they actually hire that amount, is yet to be determined. But that's not a hit against him. He's not lying about it. He's like, as of right now, this is the amount of jobs with this amount of investment we plan on having. That is if these companies actually invest that amount of money into this infrastructure. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that doesn't mean those companies can't pull back those numbers, but mm-hmm. it's not a lie. It's with the current numbers we have and with their promises, this is what we can expect. Yeah. With the information we have, this is these are the facts. Uh, these I'm, are the facts as of right now. Yeah. Now, if they pull back their money or if they pull back numbers, yeah, those numbers will go down. But as of right now, this is what we can expect. Yeah, he so, also they also freaked out when he said that the unemployment rate is at a 50-year low. They were all like, oh, which, that can't be right. <laughs> it is. It's it's at 3.4%. When he took office in January of 2021, it was at 6.3%. He has literally cut it almost in fucking half. Mm-hmm. The last time we had a uh, 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 unemployment rate of 3.4% was 1969. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a 50-year low. Yeah, it, which, uh, it shocks me when I hear things like, the recent poll that was sent out where more than 60% of Americans think that Biden hasn't done anything or very little. And it's like, holy shit, man, Democrats are awful at messaging their accomplishments. Which is why I loved when Biden pushed his infrastructure plan and said, some of you like, Hey, thank you for the bipartisan vote on this. Some of you voted for it. And for those of you that didn't vote, I will still give you the money that you're asking us to give you from this bill that you voted against. And I'll be there at the ribbon cutting as we open this new bridge or new highway that was paid for with the federal money from this bill that you decided I don't want to vote for. That will help but the American. Gonna, yeah. That will help the American people. people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to deny you funding for this just because you voted against it. It's not your yeah, citizens. He's already fault. done that with a major bridge yes. in uh, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, and, and in infrastructure in Florida that Ron DeSantis has been going on a look what I did for you fucking campaign and he didn't do shit mm-hmm. he voted against the bill <laughs> right yeah <laughs> voted against the bill and probably sent out well, fundraising no. emails to well, DeSantis didn't vote against it but the, the senators in that state voted, voted against it, it. Yeah. voted against yeah. it yeah. DeSantis is taking credit for it oh yeah yeah, they'll they'll send out yeah. fundraising emails saying, "Look what the government is doing," and then turn around and say, "Look what I'm bringing home for you people." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he also talked about cutting child poverty in half, which is also yeah. true. He cut it in half during his presidency. That's amazing. Right now, some of that's gone up since the child tax credit has uh, gone away. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it did go away. Which he wants, but he wants to bring it back yeah his quote was let's okay. restore the full well, yeah. child tax credit which which gives tens of millions of parents some breathing room and cut child poverty in half to the lowest level in history because when it was at the level that he created it cut it in half but then the republicans and everyone else voted well and that, that it, i think it just didn't come to a vote so it went back to what it was previously like it basically got sunset back to its original state yeah well it was part of it was part of the american rescue plan uh, sending out yeah. a bunch of sending out a bunch of money, and he said, I, "I also loved when he said, and there are some Republicans who are thinking that they're going to try to repeal that, that they're going to try to repeal the American Rescue Plan, or they're going to try to repeal the infrastructure or the IRA. The uh, I can't remember what it stands for. Infrastructure something. Well, the something. largest inflation plan reduction. Since, uh, World inflation War II. Reduction Act. Thank you. Thank yeah. you." Uh, that yeah. that you're going to try to repeal that, and he's like, "It's not going to happen. Not on my watch. You're not going to do it. You can nope. try, but you're not going to succeed. It's not going to happen." So, well, and and the reason why he can confidently say that is because the Republicans do not have a supermajority to where they can override a veto. Right. Yeah, they don't have. They don't. First, they don't have a, a majority in the Senate. Thankfully, so no. the Senate can just stop most of that stuff. And then even yep. if it does happen to get through the Senate somehow, like there are, let's say you get Mansion and Cinema to vote yeah. for whatever with the Republicans, Which he can just happen. veto it. Yeah, he can veto it and say, nope, not going to happen. Veto it. Yeah. And they can't bring it to another vote because they do not have the, ma- the supermajority to get it above the veto. Uh-huh. So they're fucked. Yep. Yeah, I just, I just love that like everything he said... There were just screams and howls from people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. You liar! You lie! That's a lie! Well, 
Mr. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good nickname. Um, let's see. I, I, I don't. I, I wanted just to photograph a Cheeto mustache on fucking what's his face. <laughs> uh, the Speaker of the House. Oh, uh, Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, but when you could see him in the background a few times, obviously shushing Republicans, mm. uh-huh. being like. Shut the fuck up. Well, yeah, so so I've seen some reporting that said that they had a pre-State of the meeting Union meeting to where Kevin McCarthy was like, look, you fucking idiots need to keep your fucking trap shut because yep. there are a ton of cameras that are going to be there. They're going to be looking at me. They're going to be looking at you, all of these people who the American public have become accustomed to hearing from because you're a bunch of stupid motherfuckers. You need to try to keep yourselves Mm -hmm. in check because you're just going to make not only yourselves look bad, but the party look bad and make things harder for us going forward. So shut the fuck up. This is his night to come in and deliver stuff. And then we can act on it later. But of course they couldn't help themselves. They still were reacting in real time. And so he had to constantly remind these fucking idiots to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Which is why Marjorie Taylor Greene obviously dressed like Corella DeVille because she knew she would get her chance on camera. <laughs> yeah, apparently she wore she wore that uh, just this giant puffy like fur, fur thing, fur something to she says to yeah. bring attention to the Chinese balloon that was floated over the United States and President Biden didn't do nothing about it. Oh, so she was supposed to be dressed like a balloon. I, she had she had a big white balloon. I've seen people who have photoshopped it because the fur thing also looked very much like yeah. if you colored it red, it would look very much like a Pennywise outfit. Uh, so I've seen pictures wow, nice. where she's been photoshopped holding a red balloon uh, and they put Pennywise's face over hers and then like colored her outfit red because, yeah, it looks like a Pennywise outfit. And she's carrying around a fucking mm-hmm. big balloon. Which is also funny that she did not understand the jokes people were making about her, about the 99 red balloons and the reference to the song. <laughs> that she got wrong. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the one that uh, Cogdis put out, which was, um, it was her carrying a balloon and it said, well, that's one, uh, that's one thing the balloon won't be gathering any intelligence on. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I thought it was a great uh, State of the Union. I thought the Republican response from Sarah Huckabee Sanders was, "Holy shit, fucking nuts, man! She is a gigantic asshole." Oh my god, I yeah. got. I think it was maybe only two or three minutes in, and she said some fucking nonsense about how. Biden and the, and the Democrats can't even tell people what a woman is. They've been taken yeah. in by the woke mob and trans nonsense. As soon as she said everything Biden said tonight was a lie, I turned her off. Yeah. I had a hard I time. I couldn't. <laughs> I had a hard time not I, turning I, it I, off. I've been following the Rachel Maddow rule, which is I don't really listen to Republicans. I just see what they do. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. It's made my life a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just, I just, I thought he did a fantastic job and you could tell he was loving every minute of it. Like he loved mm-hmm. being there. He loved the engagement. He knew that he was winning the whole time he was out there mm-hmm. and he played to that. Like he knows the people that were there. He knows their character. He knows where the cameras were. He knows what they were going to be pissed off about. And he took full advantage of all of their faux outrage and fake nonsense, fucking populist ideals that they try to put out there when they're fucking people over left and right. I loved the bit about Medicare, Uh, social security, about uh, insulin for 35 bucks and saying we should have, People pay no more than $35 a month for their insulin and all of the Democrats stand up and applaud and none of the Republicans do like what kind of optics does that give your party when you're saying, no, we want people to have to pay out the nose for their for their medications and give this to to corporations. You can't fucking tell me that you are a people's representative when you are there doing the business of corporations and taking money 
out of the pockets of people. So did you hear that Trump got on Truth Social and actually in in the mo in, in, in as the way the only way Trump could uh almost kind of congratulate Biden on his speech? What? No, I didn't see that. No, I did not hear about this. He basically said, you know, Biden did a a, a good job, uh, not disagree, not agreeing with anything he said, mm-hmm. but basically saying, you know, Biden uh, knew what he was doing and he gave a speech the way he knew how to give a speech. Uh, he didn't say I could give a better speech or boasting in that, but he did boast saying I did the insulin thing. Just like no. <laughs> You, you 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 said if you make less than ten thousand dollars a year and are on Medicare, we will will negotiate your insulin. Biden said no. If you are on Medicare, everybody which I will push yeah. back against that. I think anyone on insulin should only be paying thirty five dollars a month. Yeah, not just yeah. Medicare. Yeah, but no matter what, if if you're on Blue Cross Blue Shield, whatever fucking insurance policy you have, your insulin costs should be maxed at thirty five dollars a month. Well, not just for Medicare, but for anything. Well, if we're talking, which is, should which is be. the next step, <laughs> if should we're talking be, yes. should, then we should have a national health care program where yes. you don't have to worry about it how much your medications capped. are. Yeah. I think the closest we will get is basically forcing medical companies or the insurance companies to say, no, this is what you can charge. Yeah. Yeah. Which are, would be one step closer to that. We are running out of time. There was one final oh, news shit. item that we wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can... I probably won't read the whole thing, but we're going to get the synopsis of this because I thought this was a little weird. Yeah. So, uh, Massachusetts Diocese has published their report on sexual abuse within their uh, their churches there. So, it never happened, uh, and... Oh, no, it... Is- it, it Oh no, they're fully saying it fucking happened. Oh. It happened. Mm. Um but we're not going to tell you who did it. Oh really? Yeah, we we they not we cuz obviously we don't agree with them. Um uh they're not going to tell you who did it. So they have omitted all the names from their report of the priests who did the molesting. Have they said why they're not releasing the names? Well, so this report comes from, it's from 1950 to 2022 mm-hmm. and uh, Bishop Robert McManus of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Worcester. I can't pronounce that word, no matter if it's on a fucking sauce bottle. Well, that all sounds city. very official. Yeah. He said, felt, he felt that <laughs> releasing the names will not accurately reflect the various concerns and outcomes. Oh, which to me is like, so is it your concerns or the people that got raped concerns? Because I'm pretty sure they're concerned about the outcome of these preachers. Uh, and you're concerned about the outcome of it too, but your concern is that they will go to jail and the victims are concerned that they'll never have their day in court. Well, and not being adequately concerned about the individuals who are doing these things sounds yeah. like par for the course for the Catholic church. But he does say that in addition to reporting every allegation to law enforcement, the diocese publishes information on his website about every pre- every priest who has been placed on leave due to credible reports of abuse or who had been removed from clerical duties. <sighs> now, yeah, you might put preachers on leave or relieve from duties but are you giving the fucking reason why? Mm-hmm. Or to say, so-and-so is on leave. So-and-so has been relieved of duty. We got a new one. We're moving this uh, guy because he likes kids a lot. Yeah. A lot, but a lot. He, he also says, such lists can be a cause of deep division among Many members of our church who see this as a publicly uh, publicity branding as guilty. Those who have never, uh, those who never have been charged by law enforcement or had a chance to defend themselves in court of law, given the fact that many decades have passed between the 
alleged abuse and the reporting of that abuse or because they were already deceased when the allegations were first received. Mm-hmm. Neat. Uh, I would also note that every other diocese that has done a report has given the names. <laughs> Weird. If only there was like some guy who was the head of the church who could like tell them what they should do and like direct them to do things in a certain way. Like, I don't know, like, like maybe if they had a Pope or something like, like that could tell like, them what yeah, to like do. Yeah, like some sort of, I don't know what a Pope is, but we, are we talking about some kind of leader? <laughs> like Somebody the, like at the head of the church. Guy. Yeah, yeah. We're talking God. God? Well, I, as far as I know, he only talks to a select few people. Like oh, we, we all have to talk to that guy pieces. through them. Yeah. But which you, saying you're God's mouthpiece just like, sounds weird. Yeah, like, like somebody, are you the one that gives God blowjobs at being God's mouthpiece or what? Yeah, just just somebody, you know, at the at the head of the church. The yeah, Oh. Yeah, God's God's mouthpiece would be like a pontiff, a leader, uh you know, <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. We have run out of time for this evening's episode. But before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they keep the show going. And we love y'all so much. Appreciate you ever so much. And like to see your names every week and read them out and just hear them come out of our mouths into the recording of the microphones and onto the little digital devices and then sent out to all the peoples all around the places and things and stuff. That, that sounds like devil's work. <laughs> that would be... Uh, two skeptical chaps. Alan Firth. All hail Peanut Buttra. Crucify the like button, leave a review on iTunes, and rate the show five times a day towards Cilia Gray. Ed Harris. It's all shits and giggles until someone giggles and shits. John McCullough. Kevin Scheel. Ollie Ilson. Savid Acuna. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Steven Andrus. Theodore Sellen. Tiffany Hudson. Up Doug Willoughby. Vanessa. Birdie. Corey Ebert. Don't be a Richard. Error 404. God not found. Mackenzie Peterson. Jeremy Goodson. Jonathan. Marvin Draken. Draken. <laughs> Martina Fern. <laughs> Quiet avocado. Or I'll sick the up dog on you. That guy. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Zeus 9SO. Amber Krellen. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Sarah Segovia. Tim Jacobson. And James. Woohoo! Thank you all very much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. And then you get fun stuff like uh, stuff from the cutting room floor, extended outtakes, bonus episodes every now and then. Uh, stuff that we didn't want to release to the general public. <laughs> and so we just give it to our Patreon patrons. Uh, yeah. When I say something shitty, it doesn't go on normal air. <laughs> All kinds of fun stuff like that. Uh, and so we would encourage you to do that if you can. I'll also like and rate the show wherever you can. Send us show tips or topics, stuff you want us to talk about. That's always great. We love hearing from our listeners. Uh, I will be playing some information voiced by the lovely Meg about how to contact us on all of the various places and spots and things and stuff. Until next time, this is me signing off and I'm going to go back to work work now. Mm. I don't think Sarah made spaghetti yet. She just got back with the dogs. I hate heartburn so fucking much. <laughs> yeah, I saw you drinking Pepto. I thought that was weird. You were just slamming that Pepto back like it was a bottle of whiskey. Uh, listen, you've taken a shot before, right? Like many, many times. Well, yeah, but you know how, like, you know how much volume is in a shot. Like you've had enough shots that you're like, oh yeah, this is about how much fill my mouth is with liquid via shot. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) 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 So that's about an ounce. Okay. Bam. Done. All right. I don't need, I don't need to get like the crusty layer of shit all over the cheap plastic (laughs) thing that comes with the pesto. I know how much a shot is. (laughs) Well, I hope your heartburn clears up.
by the grace of me Zeus. fucking too. My God, I have been miserable this whole show. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get feeling I'm better sorry. and then the heartburn passes for sure. And don't ask me how I know, but I do know that if you drink enough Pepto, it'll make your poop black. <laughs> yes, it will. Yes. Yep. I'm very familiar. Tongue too, actually. Oh. Yeah, getting there. <laughs> well, thanks guys. Bye. Bye, Bye lovelies. Sorry, I just kind of figured that some things I do are going to work out and they don't, and then I feel really stupid about it. Na, 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 na. My goodness.